Live from Chatterbox Sports Studios, it's Off the Bench with Tom Brenneman. Well, good morning, everybody. Today is Wednesday, August 9th, 2023, and I know everybody was expecting Tom to be sitting up here today. Uh, we do have a couple of show announcements where I'm going to do one now and then another one at 11. So if you are sticking around for this show, uh, no shtick. This is no shtick Wednesday, and this actually isn't a shtick. A uh, couple of things that if you are a fan of the show, you're going to want to be here right now. You already are. And you're also going to want to stick around uh, for 11 o'clock. But what I will say right now um, is that I know a lot of you were expecting Tom to be sitting up here today, uh, as were we. But Tom is going to be out indefinitely. Um, that's not to say that he's not going to be out back on the show. Um, but Tom's just taking care of some things right now that he needs to take care of. And he's going to be back when he can be back. And that's all we're going to say about that. And uh, we just wanted to let you know and keep you all updated on that. That uh, as soon as we know when Tom will be back up here and Tom lets us know about that, then you all will know as well. We appreciate all of you sticking with us through all of this because, uh, you know, we, we know that this is Off the Bench with Tom Brenneman and we appreciate all of you that have stuck around here over the last couple of weeks. Um, but as, as Tom was, was coming back from vacation and, and everything else, he had to take care of some things. And so he'll be back when he can be back. I just don't know a date on that yet. Um, so I'll just say it, it's indefinite. Um, fellas, that's that. Elliot? That is that. You left. You, you sat in the diamond seats last night. I did. Um, the Reds lost, but it seemed like you had a fun time. Yeah, I, I had a great time. The diamond seats were, they lived up to expectations. You walk in there, you go down like a secret stairway, and you come in, and it's like a full-on restaurant, like a nice restaurant too. So you get, you get seated on, you, or you get waited on, you get some fancy silverware, and then you go up to the buffet, you get drinks, all the alcohol is on the, on the house, all the food's on the house. So we, so, so we get in there, we sit down, go to the buffet. I get something called orange-crusted North Atlantic cod. That's what they were serving at a Reds game, orange crusted uh, something cod. Um, there was a there was a fan of the show there. She 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 came up to me and said her and her husband are are avid watchers. I appreciated that. That was pretty cool. But yeah, you've I mean, had that a few times down there at Great American Ballpark. I have, you? I have, I have. But it's yeah, you know, it was it was cool to see some fans of the show down there. Uh, but yeah, the, the diamond seats were incredible. I mean, it was just straight up incredible. The best experience I've ever had. It sucks that the game didn't go our way, but it was a fun time. Uh, Mariana Mouse, a.k.a. Reed Mouse, is in the chat and says, Good game last night, Red Legs. Thanks, Reed. Reed always does something good. You know, when, whenever Reed gets on a burner and he starts texting in the, in, the, in the chat, it's always something great. So thanks, Reed. Casey, uh, how are you doing today, my man? Um, I, I, I've been a little better. You know, I've just... I don't like being right when it's a negative outcome, Paul. And the Reds right now have been proving me right, I'm afraid, and I don't like it. I don't like the fact that we're struggling, um, that the bats have kind of just disappeared. Like, we had some semblance yesterday – not yesterday, two days ago, and now it's gone again. Ellie doesn't look like he's anywhere near to uh, the, the level that he was at his beginning and 
I don't know, Paul. I just, I'm worried. I'm really worried. And I know we talked on my show about the Reds needed to go four and two in this last two yeah. series. And the best that they can possibly do is two and four. How yeah. are you feeling about? Yeah, not good. Uh, not good that this was a stretch for the Reds where you can assert yourselves against your, your, your Go out there against the Nationals and win some baseball games. You can go out there against the Marlins, who are a contending playoff team right now, win some games, and now you have a rubber match today with Graham Ashcraft on the mound, and that first pitch is in two and a half hours. But this is, again, just continuing a stretch of baseball over the last week that is not where you want to see the Reds at this point in the season. But there's so much time left. I know there's... It's funny because you say there's two months left, right? And in a baseball season, that feels like a long time. And it is. But number of games-wise, there's only a little over 40 games left. Now, the the thing about the NL Central right now is, I don't know if anybody wants to win the NL Central. Maybe you argue the Cubs want to win the NL Central. Brewers sure don't seem like they want to win the NL Central. Reds aren't doing themselves any favors. Brewers lost again last night. The Cubs did win. So now the Cubs and the Reds are tied for the final playoff spot. The Brewers game and a half up. But what's going on here in the NL Central? Cubs and the Pirate or uh, the uh, the Cardinals and the Pirates are long gone. They are in the rearview mirror. They're not making a run. Their seasons are dead. But this is a three-team race for the NL Central, and nobody wants it. Yeah, and it's and it's unfortunate the Cubs went on the run when they did. They went on their little seven-game winning streak immediately before the trade deadline. So they were able to, you know, think think about their plans of what they're going to do this year because they were going to sell. The Chicago Cubs were going to sell. It took a seven-game winning streak right before the deadline to change their entire season outlook, and that is going to probably end up hurting the Reds. You know, I've been thinking about this. The Reds were projected that 64, 66 win total at the, at the beginning of the year. The Reds have been very fortunate to have the rookies play so well. But when Vegas makes a number like that, it's you it's generally right. Like it's gen, gen, generally speaking that number is pretty close to, you know, the outlook of a team. I I think what you're going to see in the next couple months unfortunately, and you're going to see it with Casey's prediction, Casey predicted it last week when the Reds go on a absolute collapse uh, this month. I just I, I, I think the Reds are playing to that 64 number right now. I don't think this team is a World Series contending team. It sucks to say, but you look at the offense. The offensive numbers have gone way down. Ellie De La Cruz seemingly can't hit a baseball right now. Uh, all around the lineup, it's just not good. This team's playing like the 64 win total projection team. So I don't know what the fix can be. I think this is just the team that we were given, right? I don't think... And we said it yesterday. I don't think Justin Verlander fixes this problem. I don't think two starters fix this problem. I think there is a massive overhaul that needs to happen here. And when I say massive overhaul, I mean you clean up Nick Senzel, you clean up Stuart Fairchild, you clean up Kevin Newman, you get rid of the three catchers that are on the roster. You keep you keep Stevenson, you get rid of the other two. Even though I'd argue Maley should be starting at catcher for the rest of the season. Um, but I think right now you're just seeing a bad Reds team. You're just seeing the bad Reds team that was predicted. Casey... Uh, I sent you the play from last night for those of you who might not have seen it. Stuart Fairchild didn't technically hit a home run, but it was a Little League home run. It was a triple and an error. Uh, electric call from John Sadak. Casey, do you have the highlight? Uh, uh, on Twitter? Yes. I have not received it yet. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, there we go. I got oh, it. no. I got it. I got okay, it. Okay, he got it. 
It took a second. We're going to show it here. Uh, Elliot, this was your guy. Now, yesterday on the show, Nick Kirby predicted that Stuart Fairchild would hit a home run last night. And for about five seconds, I thought he was right until the official scorer came in and said it was a triple with an error. Either way, it was a home run in our hearts. Check it out. Chip to right, Sanchez sprinting over, can't get there, and he overran it into the wall, Fairchild is the lane, Sanchez into the corner, Windmill is on at third, Fairchild the test stop sign, he goes through and he's halfway, he goes home, he evades the tag, he's safe, Fairchild all the way around, on a ball that dropped in and right, and the Reds lead on a theatrical miracle. Sometimes you just need a little bit of luck. Yeah, yeah, I was wrong about Fairchild. He produced in a big moment. But let's not kid ourselves. That was the worst fielded ball I've ever seen in right field. And that was a bloop single. I mean, that was a bloop single. And he scored. So I, shout, out, shout out Fairchild. Nick Kirby was right. I still don't want, I still don't want Fairchild taking at-bats. I think he's in the lineup again today. Him and, him and Senzel are back at it. So, listen, I think that's great. That play was a disaster from the get-go. It was a bloop single. J.R. House, the worst third-base coach in the history of the league, send him home, sent him home and then put the stop sign as he was halfway on, halfway through the base. So shout-out Stuart Fairchild, man. I was pumped up. The, the, the stadium was electric at that moment. I thought he was going to be out. I thought he was going to be tagged, and just he was just going to be a dead duck in the middle of the base path. But he, he ran home. It was good instincts there by Fairchild. Well, he got about halfway home, and on the you could see there in the replay, the way the camera cut to home plate, you were expecting him when John Sadak said he was getting sent. You were expecting him to just come into the picture. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he just wasn't in the picture, so you're thinking, oh, okay, he went back to third. Little do you realize he's just caught up halfway between – third and home and if the catcher makes that play he's out by a mile yeah that was a valley sports camera special there they didn't show jr house sending him home i don't think there was a replay of it right not that i saw of the of the of the actual jr house like waving him through which is what everybody in the stadium saw so i i, I think that's i think that's crazy i think it's preposterous um but they scored and it just goes to show how bad this reds offense has been that that's one of our runs that was one of the two runs we scored last night. Casey, I'm gonna sh I'm gonna send you something right now to play as single. well. I would I would also argue though that it was still a good play by him. I mean, he avoided the tag. Like he, the catcher, yes, if he catches that ball, it's an out. But he actually regains the ball. Like he's got possession of the ball, and he goes to try to make a tag. But I mean, I you just kind of jump over him, and that's. In my opinion, that's a good play. It was an athletic play. Yeah, it was athletic. Yeah. It was an athletic play for sure by Fairchild. I just sent you something else to use on Twitter. This was a different angle. And this is a pretty good angle of being able to see what Stewart had to do to even avoid this tag. Uh, but it's a shame that that was basically the singular offensive highlight last night for the Reds. Here, let's, let's play this. Great work here by the Reds camera team. <laughs> No audio for this one. I think there is. Well, I, I didn't oh. want to play it again. Just got it. There we go. So here he goes. comes. Now he's around third. There's the stop sign. Oh, no. Let's stop. Now wait, wait, wait. All right, we're going home. Scores. <laughs> wow. 
Wow. Good for him. Lucky. Good for him. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good, right? You're right, Casey. That's correct, Casey. But it didn't matter in the end. Still took the L. Uh, Luke Weaver. Yep. So we need to have a heart-to-heart about Luke Weaver. Yep. I said yesterday that I thought the Luke Weaver magic was done, and what's a shame is that it's done not even by his own fault. Because now he's pitching decently. He didn't go very long in the game, but only gave up the one run, six strikeouts, four and a third innings, gets into the fifth. Team still loses. Yeah, he threw a ton of pitches in the first two innings. He didn't look great. Uh, he, he pulled it together a little bit towards the middle. He always does. That's Luke Dream Weaver for you. But the magic is dead. If the offense isn't going to show up, and I saw the graphic yesterday, they've only scored five runs in one game in the past like six games, I think. It's not good. It's not good. And if, if the offense can't wake up for Luke Dreamweaver, it's, it's, it's not going to happen anymore. Luke Dreamweaver at this point needs to be cut. I, he's done a great job, kind of. I mean, he has one of the worst DRAs in baseball. He's not a good pitcher. I'd argue he's been one of the worst pitchers in, I mean, modern baseball history at this point. He hasn't missed a start. His ERA is still seven. So I don't know what you do. I guess, I guess what, what you're going to have to do is cut him. And then hope Vladimir Gutierrez comes back and, and Vladimir takes the spot. That's at that at this point. That's I, I, ideally what happens because Ben Lively's still out. Hunter Green's going to come back, but uh, something's going to have to change. So we'll see. It's not good. Luke Dreamweaver's dead. I'm de- I'm declaring it dead. Luke Dreamweaver, thank you for your service, but you're dead. <laughs> Are you DFAing him? Yeah, I'm DFAing. I cut him. I cut him yesterday after the game last night. After the Reds scored two runs, one of them being a bloop single where Stuart Fairchild just keeps running around the bases, yeah, I, unfortunately, the shtick is over. Now, is there anything to uh, that, that Cam Collier also? Is it Cam Collier? No. Who's the pitcher for AAA right now? Connor that, Phillips. Connor Phillips. That he didn't play very well yesterday. Like that, That's the guy that you would call up, right, if – UDFA, Luke Weaver. Yeah, well, I, I don't think they're going to call him up. And, and you saw what happened with Lyon Richardson. I, I just don't, I don't think those guys are ready yet. So I think they're going to wait for Hunter Green. Hunter Green comes back in 11 days. You have Vladimir Gutierrez, who should be back very soon. He's been pitching down there in AAA for a while now. So those are the two guys next up. I don't think Connor Phillips gets the call. If he gets it, it's in September when you get the extra roster spots. But we'll see. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's tough. It's tough sledding right now to be a Reds fan. And then they play that horrible song at the end. Oh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a Reds, Reds fan. fan. That's, That's what, what I, I am. am. It's horrible. Yeah, it's, 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 not, it's like an insulting just to get played that as you leave the stadium. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't think the season is dead. I think there's still a lot of baseball to be played. But I think you're starting to see it. We talked about the regression a couple weeks ago, a month ago. When's the regression coming? It's here. The regression is officially here. It's made its way to Cincinnati. The, def- the, the defense isn't as good as it was. The offense isn't as good as it was. The pitching is worse than it was. Lucas Sims is struggling right now. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I think the regression's here. I think it might stay, unfortunately. Chat and uh, Elliot. They're yeah. going to have a fantastic September. Well, they're, they're, going. they're winning nine in a row, according to you. Yeah. They, their schedule is just so easy. Like, here, like, it's almost understandable if they have a bad August with the teams that they have to play coming up, in my opinion. 
Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know if they won't win a series. I mean, well, here's I, the I, issue, Casey. Though a team, a team that loses six of eight series, again, your prediction, that team is dead. Like that team just dies because what you're not factoring in is the Cubs and the Brewers, right? So if they go on, you know, even okay, if they even win three series, they're still miles ahead of us now. So that's, I think that's the part you're forgetting. If it was just us, sure, they have a chance. But I, I, I think a team that plays this bad for this this long of a time, eventually it's just consistent, right? So I, I, I think that's what I'm concerned about. It's going to, this, this, this regression is going to continue into September, and it's going to end the season that way. Ellie De La Cruz has been bad for a long time. And, and people aren't ready to say that, and it's okay. He's young. He's so young. Ellie De La Cruz is one of the youngest guys on the team. He's one of the most talented guys on the team. I'm not worried about Ellie De La Cruz. But him in the leadoff position needs to stop. It needs to stop. The at-bats aren't competitive. I think he had one competitive at-bat. And the other part is, people don't like this either, switch hitting needs to stop. The right-handed side of the plate's been horrible. He's striking out at 50% clip. At a 50% clip from the right-handed side of the plate. It needs to stop. He, he doesn't have power there. If he's getting a single on the right side, right side of the plate, it's a, it's a bloop single somewhere. Focus on left-handed hitting. Bring him back down to the four. Bring him back down to the five spot. It just can't be leadoff, right? Leadoff, you have to get on base. I would put TJ Friedel back there. It was working before. That's how I would do it. Ellie De La Cruz right now is just not getting on base enough to warrant a leadoff spot. And for this long, it's, it's just David Bell needs to make it. He needs to make a change. I assume when Jonathan India comes back, that's when we'll see it happen. Uh, but right now, Ellie De La Cruz needs to get out of the leadoff spot for his sake. For his sake. Ellie had gone one for four in five consecutive games leading into two nights ago. That hit streak was snapped. He had a hit in nine of his last ten games before that. And now in his last two games, he's 0 for his last seven. Did score that run uh, off the walk. But he has strikeouts in every game in which he has recorded at least three at-bats dating all the way back to July 19th. Think about that. To July 19th, he has at least one strikeout in every game in which he's recorded at least three at-bats. I'll do you one Basically, better. the one game that he didn't come in uh, on July 22nd when he came into, I think, what was that, pinch run? Or did he pinch hit and walk? Whatever, that, whatever he did that day. Go ahead. I mean, his batting average from the start of the – since they came back from the All-Star break – he, when he entered in the All-Star break, he was at a .325 average. And since then, he's been batting maybe at a 150. I, I'm not going to do the quick math here, but he's dropped from 325 to 259. All of August so far has been 185, and July was 238. So what, that puts him at yeah. 200? It's not good. It's not good at all, Paul. Um, again, this is No Shtick Wednesday, and for the uh, for those of you who are just joining, Tom is out indefinitely. Um, we're not joking around about that. That is something that uh, we got told yesterday that Tom is out uh, for a little bit here, uh, but he will be back at some point. Um, and uh, and again, for the for the OGs of the chat, for people that have watched the show for a while. Uh, <laughs> We, we would ask that you stick around uh, till 11 o'clock or if you have to go and come back to come back at 11 o'clock because um, we do have a little bit more news to break at, at 11. But 
We're also not entirely sure that this show will go till noon today. There are no guests today. Tracy Jones will be on tomorrow. And then Reed will be back in studio on Friday. Uh, Elliot is taking a vacation on Friday. I am taking a vacation uh, regarding to the news at 11 o'clock. I probably wouldn't have taken this vacation had I known, but I am taking it nonetheless. I will be gone Friday's show. Friday's show is going to be, I, I'd argue, it's going to be one of the more fun shows that Chatterbox has ever done. Yeah, I, think it's, I, think, I think Friday's show might be the best show in Chatterbox history. Yeah, Friday's going to be fun. <laughs> Friday, will, Friday will be a lot of fun. Fri I hope Friday will be a lot of fun. We'll, we'll if it's possible, VMix, we'll send you a link. We'll get you in. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do it. I'm going to be at Norris Lake. So I, I hope to be a part of the show at some point. Are you going to be down there by the time the show's going? Like, are you guys yeah. leaving really early? Yeah, really oh, early. Oh, 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 okay. So I'll, I'll be down there. Hopefully they have Wi-Fi at Norris Lake. I don't know what the rules are there. But yeah, <laughs> Just I, a lawless society down there? I think so. I, that's the rules at the lake. There's no laws at the lake. You just have fun. Do you Everybody guys, do you guys have lake. a boat? What's your, what's your, are you a big lake guy? I love what, a lake. What do you do? I like just sitting on a boat. Okay. I just like driving around on a boat, sitting on the boat, sitting on the pier, sitting on the dock, having a campfire. I just love the atmosphere of the lake. So that's – I'm very excited. I'm very, very excited. Oh, I, I always – by the way, I think we had this debate here. Lake house better than beach house. I'd argue that. I stick with that. Lake house mm. better than beach house. I don't know. No? Disagree. I disagree. The only reason I might agree <laughs> with that is – I'd, depending on where the beach is and how often it gets like just ravaged by hurricanes. If you're constantly dealing yeah, with I, the threat of your house being destroyed. Sure, Paul. Then, yeah. I mean, that's tough. Yeah, when, that's I, when, tough. I, when I make the debate of I like a lake house more than a beach house, I'm not factoring in tornadoes and hurricanes. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I mean, that was... Sorry, a, that, sorry I, mean, I was factoring everything I mean, in. did you factor in a tsunami if you're, if you're on the ocean? If maybe, out in Malibu. I mean, that's a preposterous argument. What are you doing? Like, How is that preposterous? I like a lake. You, you asked me a simple question. No, no, no. I said I like lake houses more than a beach house. And Paul says, well, you got to think about the tornadoes. What are we doing? Who thinks about tornadoes when you're at the lake? Paul. Do you want to invest in real estate and have it wiped away in front of your eyes? I like Hawaii, but I don't want to be swept up by the, by the lava. By the volcano lava. Well, it's a reasonable thing to think about. But you know when It just doesn't happen, Paul. I mean, this is – whatever. I like a lake house. That's where I'll be on Friday. Friday show's a must-miss. Tune in then. Um, a must-miss? Huh? It's a must-miss? No. Did I say must-miss? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I if that's how you feel, then that's tough. No, it's Ouch. a – you got to tune in. You got to tune in. Not a must-miss. Okay. Ronnie Smith is just losing his mind right now. Sports. Which – all right. Here we go. What's your favorite water sport? <laughs> <laughs> water basketball. Nothing better than getting a floating hoop. And just go into town on it with the boys. Or anybody. Anybody can play. Water basketball. Casey? Water polo. Water polo? Pretty sure that's what it's called. Well, you don't even... What do you mean you're pretty sure? It's, what? We're talking about You mean in the pool? Sport. Yeah. Nobody I'm talking about like, like wakeboarding or... Oh, like in the ocean. Or like in a lake. Like a lake, Casey. Oh, a lake. Casey, <laughs> water polo? Casey, do you play water you... polo? No, but I would love to. That's fun. Casey water, Casey water polo is like what they do at St. X. 
That's like their one good sport over there at St. Xavier well, High School. Well, you asked what sport I like in the water. <laughs> you asked me a simple question. <laughs> what is going on here? <laughs> My Lord. I'm dealing with a cough right now. It's brutal. Cough is flaring up. <clears throat> Paul's talking about tornadoes on the lake. Back to the Reds. How about this transition? Let's Back see Back to it. the Reds. It was a tornado of sadness having to watch Nick Senzel swing the bat all night yesterday. Kevin Newman, by the way, I, I tweeted this. Kevin Newman is the best ground ball hitter of all time. Nobody hits into more routine ground balls than Kevin Newman. I'm tired of watching him hit. I'm tired of watching Nick Senzel. I'm tired of watching Stuart Fairchild. I know Fairchild hit a borderline inside the park home run last night on a misplayed bloop single to right field. But these guys just can't take at bats. They're back in the lineup tonight. Will Benson is missing. Will Benson just won't play against any kind of left-handed pitcher. Again, I, I disagree with that. I think at some point you have to let the guy face a lefty. But if, if, this, is what, if, this, is the, if this is the plan, and to David Bell's credit, it's worked all year up until the last couple weeks. For people that don't follow Elliot on Twitter, he tweeted last night during the game at 8.23 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'll say this about Kevin Newman. No one hits a better routine ground ball than the king of farts, Kev New. Hashtag gastritis. <laughs> it's a good tweet. It was one of my better ones last night. Um, but I'm just tired of the at-bats. I mean, I'm looking at the lineup right now. It is today. De La Cruz, still leadoff. Keep in mind, he can't hit at leadoff. TJ Friedel at second. Uh, not at second base. I mean, second in the lineup. McLean batting third. Steer fourth. Votto fifth. Encarnacion Strand sixth. Stevenson seven. Uh, Senzel, eight, Fairchild, nine. I don't love my chances. I don't love my chances. The good news is the Reds are playing Johnny Cueto. It's the return to Great American Ballpark for Johnny Cueto. I'm sure he's done it before. Uh, Let's take a good old look-see here. But Johnny Cueto is not a good pitcher, and we do have Graham Ashcraft on the mound. So the, the Reds need to win this series. They need to win the next couple, honestly. But They need to win this series. The Cincinnati Reds are minus 125 on our friends at Betfred Sportsbook to win this game tonight. They need to win this series. They need to get back on track. Minus, wait, hold on a second. Oh, yes, they are. They are. Sorry, I saw the odds. They're plus 145 on the run line at minus one and a half. Can they cover a run and a half tonight? Because that's a massive spread on the on the two. We'll it, see. It's plus, plus minus two? Well, no, no, no. I'm saying to go from minus 125 to... Uh, yeah. Plus yeah. 145. That's, well, I guess that's not huge in baseball. That's not huge. I overspoke. Either way. And the Marlins aren't a good team. That's the other part of this. Yeah. They're like, the only team worse than the, what, what was the stat? Was it run differential? Run differential. Run yeah. differential of the, of the teams competing for a postseason spot. They're the only yeah. team worse than the Reds. And their lineup's just not good. They have two guys that can hit. Uh, Luis Arias, who's hitting 400, 375. And, and it's Jorge Soler who was three for three, a home run, and a walk last night. So It's crazy. They have two guys. They have two guys that can hit a baseball. It's crazy for Arias that you just have one bad series and your chase for 400 is over. That is that is nuts. It's crazy when you think about how hard it is. You know, we talk in, in sports a lot, and we have the time today. We could go back through unbreakable sports records because I know that's what everybody would love to hear too. You could you can talk about unbreakable sports records. For, for my money, I think the – uh, Cal Ripken consecutive game streak is the one that will never be broken in baseball. I think I'm not going to say the, the hit streak will never be broken. I think that's like a one B cause I don't, 
maybe I contradict myself here. I don't. I, the way the game is played right now, you'll never have somebody play in over 2,000 consecutive games anymore. No. The way that baseball is played right now, I mean, these guys get a routine. Matt McClain got a routine off day two nights ago in the middle of a playoff chase. A routine off night. You don't see guys go out there and play 162 games year in and year out anymore. That just doesn't happen. So for my money, the most unbreakable record in baseball is going to be Cal Ripken's record. We have a 199 super chat from Mr. Moe. Why the hell is Benson not in the lineup? Great question, Mr. Moe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the answer to this because it is a right-hander today. He certainly should be taking at-bats over Stuart Fairchild. I don't get it. Maybe there's a reason. I, it, I'm hoping it's not like a Jake Fraley reason where he's hurt and we just don't know it. I, I don't think that's the case, but you never know. So... Cy Young, 511 wins. That'll never be broken. I'm not going to say that Pete Rose's record won't be broken. It's unlikely. Just the way that baseball has shifted now. But, I mean, you never know. You get a slap hitter that could go out there and, and debuts at, like, 18 or 19. Some guy that makes really good contact. Maybe got drafted out of high school, you know, like a Bryce Harper type. Yeah. That, no, I'm not saying, you know, he's not the prototypical guy that's going to be able to do that. But I'm saying somebody that was, you know, 19 when they debuted and plays till they're close to 40 and just racks up the hits. I mean, Ichiro did do it, to be fair, to Ichiro. Yeah. He, he did just do didn't it. do it in the major leagues. Didn't do it all in the major leagues. I, yeah. Yeah. Look, Alex Wallace, I'm not arguing that it's going to be done. I'm just saying as far as unbreakable records go, I can't see. I, I think I think the Cal Ripken record, it almost can't happen the way that the game is played now. The way that lineups shift, the way that guys get nights off, a lot of guys get hurt. The game is played at such a level right now where guys get hurt. It, it's, it's, like, it's almost like when you're looking at these players – have you ever heard the argument, Elliot, about the and, – and we had Dr. Kremchek on uh, on the show, of, I don't know, five, six, seven months ago for a big interview. And we were talking about Tommy John surgery, especially in, in younger players and younger pitchers, and how a lot of people want to say that you, you get Tommy John surgery and then you come back better from Tommy John surgery. And you look at the Little League World Series that's being – aired on ESPN right now and you, you see some of these 12 year olds that are throwing at crazy speeds yeah I mean even even 10 years ago when I was playing high school baseball you're not seeing the speeds like back you know when when I was playing it you're you're seeing you know low 80s now I'm granted I'm not playing great competition it's but it's a lot different now where it's like you got high school guys you got a high school number two as Reed was talking about you got a high school number two who's throwing 90. And you, you see these guys that are getting Tommy John surgery and having to sit out a year. And you talk about longevity of a career. And these parents that want their kid to get Tommy John surgery because they think that the kid will come back better after Tommy John surgery. So it's almost like they want their child to get preemptive Tommy John surgery. Hey, let's go get the surgery because you're going to come back stronger after the surgery is going to make you better. No, it's the rehab that makes you better. Yeah. It's not the surgery. It's the fact that you being able to come back after the injury 
the things you have to do to get back makes you train those muscles and do things that maybe you weren't normally accustomed to doing and you come back stronger and able to throw a little harder. It's not because you got the surgery. In the longevity of a career, you know, 20 hits per or 200 hits for 20 years. It's a long time. And that's a lot of hits and a lot of consistency. Probably won't ever be done. But I'm not going to sit here and say that if some incredible baseball player who never gets hurt and debuted when they were 18 or 19 is able to come through and do that in the next, you know, 40 or 50 years. I don't know. Maybe. But nobody's playing over 2,000 consecutive games again. No. That just ain't happening. No. No, and nobody's winning 511 <laughs> games again. What's the record for most innings pitched by a... Now, I was going to say... And I think the innings pitched stuff, I think, uh, I think perfect games, those are going to be way down. I don't think you're going to see as many perfect games uh, anymore just because innings limits on pitchers, stuff like that. Uh, you know, the number of pitches thrown, it's, it's so calculated now. Where if you're, if you're throwing 100 pitches, your day's done. There's still managers who go against that, and that's great. But that's really how the game is played. It's, it's taken away from, like, the purity of the sport almost, where it's just strictly numbers. Everything's just strictly numbers. So, yeah, I, I think a lot of the old-timey stats are, are, are going to be taken away. I don't, think, I don't think the Ricky Henderson stolen base record will ever be touched. Yeah, good point. Uh, Thomas Pruitt in the chat says, Paul, can you explain over-unders for me, like, what's better? Uh, what's better is the one that wins. <laughs> what's more fun to bet is always the over. Now, sometimes you have to bet the under because you see two pitchers that are going to go out there and uh, strike a bunch of guys out. And if the under, if the Reds and the Brewers are playing in Milwaukee, what's the play, Elliot? If the under. Reds and Brewers are playing in Milwaukee? Under. It's, it's, an, it's an under and it's free because the umpires rig the games. So all the calls go in favor of Milwaukee and the dominant pitching just gets you all the way to the ninth. Final score of every game in Milwaukee is two to one or one nothing. To answer always. to answer your question though, Thomas, the over is always more fun to bet because you're always rooting for runs, you're always rooting for points, you're always rooting for whatever it might be and whatever goals doesn't matter. What you're gonna sit there and root for less fun things to happen? You're gonna bet. I would rather not bet than consistently bet unders. And there are guys out there that are sharp under betters. Yep. Why those are like the people that root for the Reds to lose. It's, it's, hey, look, if you got to take an under every once in a while, then you got to take it if that's what the right play is. But if I'm on the fence between do I bet, do I think the right play is an under, or do I want to bet this game at all? I'm just not going to bet because what am I going to do? Watch a really fun game and then imagine if you took the under in that Bills Chiefs yeah. uh, divisional playoff game from two years ago. You're thinking, oh, this is great up until the last five minutes of the game. And then you watch one of the most historical performances in the history of the National Football League. And you're sitting there with a pout on your face because, oh, you took the under. Don't be that guy. Speaking of uh, responsibly, uh, uh, Betfred um, betting, because we're a Betfred sponsored show. Uh, McLean and Ellie De La Cruz both record a hit and a Reds win is at plus 200. How do we feel about that? Okay, wait. Ellie and Matt McClain just to record a hit? Yeah. And a win. Congrats. Oh, and a win? And a win mm. for plus 200. Mm. I don't like that one as much. You don't think the Reds win today? 
I just don't like to bet on it anymore because I, they're just going to let me down. <laughs> I mean, they're just going to let me down. So I, I just can't st- – I, I, I need to stop betting on Red's money line. Speaking of Betfred Sportsbook and everything, there was some news that came out of uh, the sports world yesterday. Uh, Barstool split off. Big news there. Yeah, they did. Dave Portnoy got back the company. Shout out Portnoy. So we're not gonna we're not gonna mention the other competing sports books and how uh, how that all shook out. But basically, Barstool is not gonna be affiliated with a sports book anymore, and that sports Barstool their their sports book will go off to a competing network. And it's a perfect time to join Bedford right now because I don't know what I don't know what that sports book's gonna do with your funds. I'd withdraw them all. I'd withdraw those funds, put them right into Bedford Sportsbook, the greatest sports book known to man. Kind of wild. He got it back for zero dollars. Zero dollars. So Dave put out a video yesterday that he went out and made a deal with Penn and got the uh, got Barstool back for zero dollars, but had to sign a non-compete that Barstool would never create another sports book and would never advertise with another sports book. Which is also wild. wild. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy. The, the other caveat was if Barstool were to ever sell their company, he would have to give fifty percent of that profit to Penn. So that's interesting as well. That's so that's why it's it's never going to be sold again. Barstool's going to remain it's an, an, an independent entity forever. Did you see? Uh, speaking of other some pop culture news. Congratulations to Messi for winning the. Uh, Powerball or the Mega Millions. It was sold at a Publix in Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. One singular winner of the 700 plus million dollars if you took the lump sum. It was 1.55 billion if you took the annuity, but I think it was 700 and something uh, million only. 700 and something million if you took the lump sum, which is, by the way, the right thing to do if any of you are ever so lucky to win the lottery. You take the lump sum. Always. Always take the lump sum. And never, and always remain anonymous. Not that I would know anything about winning the lottery. No. Paul, no. Uh, Casey, is there any Bengals news right now? Bengals news. They have joint practice today with the Packers. Very excited for that. Um, They announced their jersey um, combination for the Monday night football game. And let's see, top 100 is officially cemented. Only three Bengals players made it in the top 100. They got snubbed. Are any of those things that uh, I just mentioned, do we want to go deeper into? Let's do it, brother. Let's what? do it. Come joint on. practice. Joint. Walk me through a joint practice, Casey. Joint practice is mainly just them scrimmaging each other, right? They, they, they take the position groups. They do their, their normal practice together. And then they do seven on seven, eleven on elevens against each other. So the Bengals will go up against their defense and offense with the Bengals' defense and offense. So the isn't this really just an excuse for two teams to fight? Yep. Isn't that all a joint practice is? Uh, you, and I, you know what I hate? I hate when people get annoyed that the teams fight. You just put two teams together to yeah. practice. What did you think was going to happen? Yeah, and you see the, the teams fight within themselves anyway at these practices. You saw it last year. I think Aaron Donald, right? Aaron yeah, Donald swinging helmets, swinging cr- helmets during heads. a practice in a joint practice with the Bengals. So yeah, I love the fights. I love it. I don't. Again, this is just me personally. I don't get up for you know the spring or the uh, you know the preseason practices, the preseason games. 
But if there's a fight, I'm going to tune in. If there's going to be a fight between Jamar and I don't know, I, I, again, I can't even name a Packers receiver. Christian Watson. That's how bad the Packers are. But I love a fight. I love a good fight. No, I, I'm just the one thing. So someone posted on Twitter, I believe it was Parker Blake, asked what you're most excited for, some of the things you're most excited for. And I'm going to steal that topic for just a second. Some things I'm super excited for. I want to see the offensive line strong, cohesive, work together, and help kind of alleviate some of the pressure that the backup quarterbacks are going to have to face against this Packers defense. Second, I want to see our DBs do really well against an unproven receiving core who I heard all last year just made Aaron Rodgers look so bad. I want to he did. See, they did I objectively. Want to see our, I want to see our DBs do something really good against them. And then finally, I want to see a scuffle too. I think everyone wants to see the, a fight break out. Everyone. And we always want to be the victors on top. Last year, it felt like we were not the victors because – there's that image of Aaron Donald. I don't know if you guys remember him holding two Bengals helmets. Yeah. Just literally just swinging around. And he like had a, no suspension for that. Nothing. No suspension for attempted murder. Because they like the attention that it brings. I guess. It was actually praise. Yeah. I, that's Encouragement. Somebody, it was encouraged. somebody find Adam Schefter because that's assault. That's assault, brother. What is uh, – so the Packers – that game's Friday, right? Yes, the game is Friday game is at Friday. 7 p.m. Are you going to go? I'm not going to go. I am going to watch. I'm going to watch because I want to see our – of course, I want to see the rookies. Um, I also am going to pay attention to our uh, Orlando Brown Jr. Um, and then I, you know, nothing else is really going to surprise me, I don't think. I don't even know if the starters are going to play for this preseason game. We really don't know until it gets really – really close to game time. They're usually all game time decisions that they make. But um, despite that, I think we'll see Miles Murphy play a lot. I think we'll probably see the safeties play because they haven't had a lot of game time together. Um, really excited to see DJ Turner. Really excited to see the receivers too. Is there, one, is there one rookie that stands out that you need to see this season perform well? You want it really badly. That I want to see perform really well? Yeah, this year. The answer was going to be Charlie Jones, wasn't it? I mean, yes. I, I, I think it's Charlie Jones is the one I'm most um, dependent on, other than uh, DJ Turner. I think you can get away with Miles Murphy. Miles Murphy can almost be a whiff and we'd be fine for three years. Like, our defensive line is together, except for DJ Reader, for the next two or three seasons. So... I'm not really concerned there. Uh, DJ Turner has shown a lot of good potential this training camp. Um, would probably be corner number two if we don't re-sign Awuzie. So I think that's important to uh, for him to do well. But Charlie Jones, to me, has the most potential to actually have an impact in the future that is greater than we initially realized. Cause I don't think Tyler Boyd's getting re-signed. Charlie Jones fits right into that spot and he might even get playing time this year. I, to me, it's Charlie Jones. I think that's the guy I'm going to go with. My second guy is DJ Turner. Oh, and then Jordan battle. 
That would be my third. Okay. Then Miles Murphy. Yeah, I, I think that's – Miles Murphy won't make that much of an impact this season, correct? No, I don't think so. So I, I don't – does he play? I mean, He's uh, not starting. So, yeah, but like injury-wise, we don't think he's going to play. If, if everyone remains healthy, he won't play that much, correct? Correct. Yeah, he, yeah. he's going to be ro- rotating. Correct. <laughs> correct. Correct. I was, I, was, I was talking to somebody last night who kept saying correct, and I was thinking, man, I miss Jacob. <laughs> Correct. Okay, continue your point, Casey. Yeah, Miles Murphy is going to be rotating. Um, he's been getting some looks at uh, interior defensive line, so he's probably going to play that fifth, sixth D lineman that can rotate inside and outside. Um, but I don't think he's there to make. I don't think he is going to make an impact either way, stopping the run or pass rushing yet. I think he can get there. I think he needs some more development. And that's why they took him. Um, you know, I, he wasn't this just ready to come out of the package pass rusher or um, anything like crazy special. He is a guy that needs development. And with Lou and the defensive line that we have already, I think giving him that opportunity to get those snaps is good. But I don't think him starting would, you know, our, our defensive line is set, like I said, for the next couple of years. So I'm not too concerned um, about him starting. Um, but the other one, too, the, the, this one is actually – I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting the guy's name. But the punter is actually the number one. Brad Robbins. Brad Robbins is actually the number one guy I'm looking at because he's going to have the most impact on special teams this year. And he's done really well. I don't think he's had very many uh, shanks, anything like that. He's been um, putting the ball just into the atmosphere. I mean, he's just freaking annihilating the ball. The hang time is crazy. So I'm looking forward to him. But I think we already know what we got in him. What about what are your thoughts on Evan McPherson? Last season, Evan McPherson turned into the best fr- turned from the best kicker into the league in the league to, I'd argue, one of the most inconsistent kickers. Now, I know he dealt with the lack of snapper or uh, uh, yeah. consistency. So the consistency at that position. But I think towards the end of the year, like missing extra points, missing short kicks, Evan McPherson became somebody I didn't really trust towards the end. What are your thoughts on Evan? I'm not concerned about Evan. I think he'll be just fine. Um, it's, it's very difficult to go from, from, from what we had to someone that hadn't even practiced long snapping. You know what I mean? Like, now we have a guy that's been, um, I think it's Cal Alamitis. I think he's long snapping now. Um, before it was, uh, man, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. But before, we had a guy there that was there for 10-plus years. Um I'm sure someone in the chat can uh, figure out who who the long snapper was before he broke his arm or something. Elliot, I do just want to say. Yeah. uh, In 2021, his rookie year, he missed five field goals. Yep. Last year, he missed five field goals. I think it was just the timing. In his rookie year, he missed two extra points. Last year, he missed four. So statistically, he – Oh, he only missed two extra points more than the year before. Otherwise, he was the exact same kicker. I do agree on your timing. Just want to point out. What was the out. percentage? What was the percentage last season? So his rookie year was 84.8%. Last year was 82.8%. Yeah. 
Interesting. All right, so then he, I was wrong. I'm wrong. Why did I feel like he was choking? It was just the there timing. Were, there were definitely it, it was, moments where he choked, no? It, it was the timing of those kicks. Okay. That, that's right. the only – like, the, the, big, the big moments that stick out to me are that Steelers game, week one, when everyone's tuning in the start of the NFL season and your kicker misses that extra point. Now, we all know that it was partially because the long snapping and because the blocking, but – Throughout the season, it seemed like the big moments, um, he would miss something. Um, now, it ended up not mattering in a lot of circumstances. But there, I, I believe there was one game where he missed two. And it was a very windy day. I, I believe it was New England. I could be wrong on that. But it was somewhere near the end of the season. And that's when we started having those conversations because it was the timing of it. Just the end of the year. Why is our kicker missing kicks? Well, it was a bad, windy day. You're right. It was New England. New England, he missed two kicks. That must be what I was thinking of. Yeah. Because there was a – I thought there was a – Well, then that was just like the Packers game from the year before, you know, you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm not worried about Evan. I think Evan will be just fine. I think Cal is going to help steady that. And uh, I'm not worried at all about that. The, the biggest concern was just the punting. Last year's punting was miserable. And I mean, maybe the worst in the league last year. The hang time might have been sub four seconds. I mean, we were punting it and they were catching it within, like I said, <laughs> sub four seconds, which is miserable. Brad Robinson can get Robbins, you. Just Robbins. Sorry. I'm going right. to get his name right. Brad Robbins, he kicks at least five seconds of hang time he can do that he can directionally kick makes it harder on the return i'm very excited for him i think he will make a big difference this year yeah i'd like to apologize to evan i was clearly wrong i don't know why i thought he had a horrible season he did not he had he had an objectively good season quite literally the same season that he had before that's my bad hand up i just remembered him missing kicks and i'd be like can we i i remember having a tweet where i was like can we trust evan mcpherson I remember sending that tweet out. So I don't know I, I don't know which game it was. It had to have been that New England game, Casey. It had to have been because he missed two kicks there. But, yeah, I was wrong. Ever, uh, Everett's been on my case for it. Yeah, Everett, you're right. I'm wrong. Egg on my face. Evan McPherson, great kicker. Now Shout the, out to The uh, jerseys just dropped. I was just going to say, let's spend a few minutes here before 11 o'clock on, uh, on the jerseys. So the things that uh... – Stick out to me. Just week three and week 13, we're getting the, the Bengals white tiger, which means we're getting the uh, primary white jerseys, no longer the alternate white jerseys, and the white striped helmet, which are just sick. Love the combination. I think we've been just dying for this combination forever. Um, nothing else, really. I, I'm a big fan of uh, the black jerseys. And uh, it looks like we have some really big games with the black jerseys. Bills, um, we all know how I feel about the, the Seahawks, so I'm going to include that. Ravens, um, Vikings. <laughs> we all know how you, how you feel about the Seahawks. What a thing to say. <laughs> I, I, I think, oh, man. I'm Casey, just... can we go down? The, can, we'll, go, we'll take a two or three vote here. We'll go down this schedule. We'll predict our record. We'll, be, we'll predict yeah, our record. Cool. All right, cool. let's yeah, go. Yeah. Let's do right, it. Here we go. Week one at Browns. I'm gonna. I'll go first. I vote win. Win. Casey, your vote doesn't matter, but vote it anyway. I'm gonna 
going to say a, a loss. All right, oh, no. Casey. Okay. All right, it doesn't matter. 1-0. Ravens, week two, home. I'm going to say win. 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 All right, 2-0. Versus LA Rams, that's at home. Win. 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 All right, 3-0. At Titans, week four. Win. I'm going to say... Mm, I'm going to say they're 3-1 and one by this point, so I'll take an L here. I'm going to say win. We're 4-0. Okay. and oh. At Cardinals. Win. Unanimous. That was a quick win by the boys. 5-0 and oh versus Seahawks. Go ahead, Casey. We'll start with you. I mean, I think, they, I think the Bengals are a better team. I just think the Seahawks are, are an up-and-coming team. I think they're underrated right now. But I'm gonna say, this is at home. Yeah, at home. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Bengals here. I do think Casey is right. If that game was on the road, I would take the Seahawks. The Seahawks aren't bad. They're not a bad team. No. So I, I do think Casey does, is I, onto something there. I, I somewhere in here the Bengals are not six and zero. I say they're five and one in there. All right. So you say loss? I, I no. I. But you have to say they, beat the, they beat the Seahawks. No. Right. I, so they were six. But the Titans suck too. Okay. I just don't think they start six and zero into the bye week. Okay. I say that, I say we do, and so do our votes. Six and zero. Okay. We head down to week eight after the bye at 49ers. That's a big fat L. <laughs> big fat L. Out of the bye week, too. <laughs> out of, out of the, a long week, a long week to prepare. Those boys week. were partying in Vegas, yeah, and then they just the, caught the little puddle jumper over to San Francisco. Yeah, they took that L. Yeah, I mean, the 49ers defensive line is just, just freaking unbelievable. I mean, I don't think there's ever been a, 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 a combination of talent that has come to a team. I mean, they have Javon Hargrave, Nick Bosa, um, one other guy I can't remember, but uh, I mean, it, it is just. They still absolutely. have McCaffrey. I mean, it's like it's 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 just a plethora of weapons there. The only issue the only issue they have is they don't have a quarterback, right? If you if you don't have the quarterback, what do you really have in the NFL? I don't trust the quarterback. Did you see that story that they San were Francisco. tempted to call Philip Rivers? Yeah, I did. If they had won last year in the yeah, postseason, if they'd beat the Eagles, yeah, what a story! That would be fantastic. Okay, six, uh, we're six and one heading to Week Nine versus the Bills. That's a win. It's at home. Monday night is no Sunday night. That's a primetime yeah, game. It's a primetime game. I think it's Sunday night. I'm gonna say win. Casey, you said win. Yep. All right, so we're seven and one. Uh, yeah. Seven and one heading to Week Ten versus the Texans. I'm just gonna say eight and one because yep. we don't need to vote there. Yeah, no. At Ravens week eleven, I'm going to say loss. Yeah, that's an L. So we're what? What are we at now? Eight and two. Eight and two. Eight and two. After week eleven, we head to the Steelers at home for week twelve. This is tough. I'm going to say win. Oh, I don't know. I just it's at home. It's at home. I'm, so you I'm think confident. week sixteen is the L? We're not there yet. Don't spoil. All right. All right. So we win that one. We're nine and two, heading to week thirteen at Jaguars. This is where we take the number one seed in the AFC. We're you, ten and two. At you say point. win. Yep, I'm saying a win. Okay. Okay. We I'm gonna say L. I'm also gonna say no. All right. So we're so that's what nine and three. Yeah. Nine and three after week thirteen. Jaguars beat us uh, on their home turf. Colts week fourteen. The Colts are dead. I'm gonna say win. Yeah. Win yeah. ten and three. Ten and three versus Vikings week fifteen. That'll be an interesting one because I don't know. Uh, what they might be completely out of the race yeah. at that point. Uh, so, uh, yeah, eleven and three. All right, eleven and three at Steelers. Mm. I also want to mention that Week 15 could be a primetime game. We all know Kirk Cousins. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. well, then uh, okay. okay. Yeah, that's yeah. all. I mean, uh, that's a, uh, we already felt good. You didn't need me. Ele- <laughs> yeah, I didn't need to feel and, that good. Eleven and three 
at Steelers. This is what this is the tough one. I'm going to say L. I'm going to say L. I I talked all on my show Friday how I felt about the Steelers. I think by week 16, they are actually the second team in the division um, in terms of standing. So I'm going to say that they get the win here. It's going to be a tough. Paul, one. deciding vote. I say they win this. I'm not as high on the Steelers as some right. people sound. Twelve. So, so yeah. that's twelve and three. Twelve and three. At Chiefs. Regular season, I like our chances. I'm going to say win. On the road, regular season. It's at the Chiefs. I'm going to say that this is this is a. Don't make me be the deciding vote. I'm going to say it's a, an L. Unfortunately. Mm, at the Chiefs. Okay, so I. Potentially for the one seed. Potentially for the one seed in the AFC. If this is a game, if this is a game for the one seed. I think the Bengals win this game. I think the Bengals appreciate what really? they need to do. If this game at Kansas City... You know, I have the opposite take. I think if it's for the one seed, the Bengals lose. But I'm gonna, right now, I'm going to say win. So I'm going to say win for right now. Yeah, I'll say win. All right, so that's 13-3. and three. And we head to the Browns in a game that surely wouldn't matter at that point. So I'm going to say loss. Yeah. So 13-4. Yeah. 13-4. 13-4. So How about that? I think great season for our Bengals. Wrap it up. We'll see you in January. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you down at Paycor. Despite how where we think the losses and wins are, I think everyone here in this room would agree thirteen and four is probably the expectation. Does does thirteen and four get you the one seed? Yeah. Do the Chiefs thirteen and four gets us the one seed? Yep. I think I think the AFC West is going to be a tough division. I think Sean Payton's going to bring the Broncos back a little bit. I think the Raiders are bad, but I don't think they're any slouch. So I, 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 think, I think Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, I think they win somewhere around 11 games. So if we can get 12, I think, I think the Bengals will be the one seed. Yeah. I think, AFC East also unbelievably good this year. Yeah. Bengals have the best chance to win the one seed, I'd say. Yeah, to be fair, we, we did get kind of lucky playing the AFC West, right? We get to play the, the Colts, Texans, yeah, and, we did. and Titans. So that helps us out a lot. Um. Yeah, and we, we get to play the Cardinals. That's an easy one, too. We've got some easy ones on our schedule. But, yeah, I think 13-4 and four is, is realistic. I think everyone th- feels 13-4 and four is very realistic and can win us the number one seed. But, uh, yeah, 13-4, and four, the Bengals got to get the one seed this year, right? Yeah. If they want to make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I, th- I think that's the best case scenario. I love the Bengals' chances at home. So I think that's the way to do it. And as we approach 12 o'clock or 11 o'clock, Paul, I think it's good, a good time for some ad reads. All right. Go ahead. The Bengals Report is brought to you by Encore Technologies. Encore Technologies is uh, – oh, man, I just flubbed it. Encore Technologies provides IT solutions for a data center to world with a suite of services from mobile computing to desktop to data center. Supporting both centralized and work-from-home computing models to improve efficiency and productivity. You can visit Encore.tech. The path to innovation begins here. Also, there is a new premium alkaline water out. It is Pawnee. Elliot's over there drinking it right now. Pawnee Water. P-A-H-H-N-I Water.com. Pawnee Water. It's made right here in Hamilton, Ohio. It uses natural limestone filtration, unlike the artificial processing that many other brands use. And uh, the result, 
is the best tasting water in the world. You can visit their website again at pawneywater.com. That's P-A-H-H-N-I water.com. P-A-H-H-N-I water.com to see where you can buy it. All right. Ham and Eggers? Any other uh, conversations we want to get out before this news? No, I don't think so. No, I'm, I'm ready to... Ready to, to, ready to rip the Band-Aid off? I'm ready to be depressed. All right. Some news on my front. Friday is my last day here at Chatterbox. Uh, Friday will be my last show. I took a new job over the weekend. I can't exactly say what I'm doing, but you will see it very soon. Uh, you will know exactly what it is very, very soon. Uh, in fact, I may be able to talk more about it on Friday. Um, if you are a regular listener of the show and you're a smart person, which a lot of you are, which all of you are in this chat, it probably isn't too hard to figure out what I'm going to be doing. Um, I'm extremely excited about it. I'm not leaving the city of Cincinnati. I'm still going to be living in the same spot where I'm living right now. I'm going to be around. I'm going to be here around the city. But I'm taking something that I'm extremely excited about, absolutely thrilled about. Um, and uh, I'm also extremely sad and i mean this from the bottom of my heart having to facetime reed while he was on the cruise um killed me to not be able to tell him in person but with my last day being friday and reed coming back i didn't want to lay it on him thick uh five minutes before the show started that hey by the way this is the last show um i have absolutely nothing but love and appreciation and care for everybody in this room for trace for sean for tom for everybody that has been around here and has given me an opportunity since august 1st of last year when this show when when i started here and since september 1st when the show started and since what october somewhere in the middle of october where i joined the show full time um i uh i love all of you on the chat it was uh this was a job that um, was presented to me. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell all of you the same thing that, uh, that, that I told these guys. This was a job that was presented to me and, and uh, they asked if, if I wanted it and I said yes. And, uh, you know, this was not something like I was looking to, actively looking to to get out of Chatterbox for a long time at all. This is something that was presented to me uh, recently and um, I took. And that's my news and fellas, to say I'm going to miss you and I mean this from the bottom of my heart and I wish Reed was sitting here too. I wish I was able to tell Tom in person, um, but I had to call Tom last night and tell him. Um, I, I'm, I, to say I'm gonna miss you guys and the laughs that we have in here and, and everything else is the, I'm, I'm look, I'm extremely excited for what I'm going to do, but the relationships I've built with you guys and, and Casey sitting over there, uh, I'm going to miss it dearly. I'm, I'm truly going to miss it. Um, 
But that is that is that, Casey. <laughs> you gotta throw it to me. I'm gonna throw it to you because you've been my you've been my left hand guy for the last almost 12 months. And you've been my uh, <laughs> you've been my right hand guy. Um, um, uh, <laughs> oh, Casey, don't do this to me. It's gonna get real sad in here. Oh, Casey's gonna do Casey, it to he's me. Gonna, he's oh, gonna break he, me. Oh no, Casey, <laughs> don't do it to me. You got it, buddy. You got it. Oh we'll no. Get through it. Here we go. We'll get through it. Here we go. Paul, uh, you've been um, you you've been great. Um, oh no. <laughs> it would not be the uh, ham and eggers without you. Um, I'm going to miss you a lot. Um, someone's got to take it because I'm going to start. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't do sad things very well. Uh, Paul was in the room with me. Paul was in the room with me. I, I'm starting to feel it, man. <laughs> Hold on. Paul was in the room with me. Uh, with Reed when they interviewed me, um, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I'll take it back. I'll take, take it, it back. back. I want to say thanks to both of these guys and especially to Casey because last year when we were changing some things around on the show and Casey, you know, we were talking about how we wanted to, to structure the show. Um, you know, Casey and I were working pretty well together and Casey said that, you know, I, I want you sitting there next to me and I want, I want to do this show with you and, you know, Casey and I had a lot of long days last year where it was just him and me and, and, and Reed in the studio trying to figure out what worked and what didn't work and conversations with Trace and, and Sean and everything like that. Um, I, uh, I, I, can't, I can't say how much fun I had. I mean, I mean from the clips that we had and, and the things that we were able to do and then, you know, last year what april or may whenever it was that we started doing interviews and and elliot came in and uh i remember El reed and i sat in on the interview with elliot and we had interviewed probably 20 people um including zach freese was a part of that and i remember we walked out of the interview uh and to that point i remember saying hey, look I don't know what this is going to look like, or I don't know what Chatterbox Idol is going to look like, or I don't know if, if we're going to end up hiring somebody, but I, we had not even made it from the conference room back over to here before I looked at Reed and said, look, if we're getting anybody, Elliot's our guy. Uh, just because you could tell, you know, the humor that Elliot has brought here in the last few months. And also, like I've always said, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a transplant into the city of Cincinnati and you guys being able to call on the history of the Bengals and the Reds a little bit better than I, um, you know, have been able to as I've just through osmosis learned more about this city in the last eight to ten years since I've been a permanent resident here. Um, you know, I, it was it was abundantly clear immediately that if we were going to make a hire, it was going to be Elliot, and uh, I'm I'm thrilled with the way the show turned out. There were a lot of moving parts over the. Uh, over the last couple of months with, you know, Jacob coming on and, and, uh, being a, a consistent part of the show and then Elliot joining the show consistently. And, you know, I, I, I was very much looking forward to 
me and Casey over there and Reed and Elliot over here and then Tom sitting up here and the five of us being able to, you know, kind of go through football season together and, and have some fun and have some laughs and for me to become a smarter football fan and everything else like that. Um, but when this opportunity came up, I, I, uh, I couldn't turn it down. I will say, Mouse Cop, I'm not going. I'm not going to that competing radio station. This was not a. This was not a trade. Um, I'm not going there. Um, I know. I know what you're thinking. I'm not going there. Uh, but that's. Uh, I, I, I may be able to share more on Friday. Um, I, I have to kind of work some things out today and tomorrow to see. A little bit more but but again everything i'm doing is going to be public uh everything i'm doing if you follow me on twitter if you follow what i do it's going to be public it's going to be it's going to be very much uh a, a public thing that i do and 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 content creation and and uh um you know on social media audio stuff like that it's 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 still it's going to be very much in that digital media space um but uh I am I'm extremely excited about it. I am also extremely, extremely thankful. And I'm going to wrap this up here shortly, but I did just want to say all of this because, um, you know, you all, all of you listening and watching, have invested a year of your lives, almost a year of your lives into us. And, you know, I know Elliot came on recently, but Casey and I, it, Casey's been here since day one. Casey, Casey joined Chatterbox July 1st of last year. He's helped produce this show since day one. I joined about a month and a half into Tom's show. I was here, but I was sitting outside the, the room. And I, I became a permanent member of the show. And, and uh, you know, we, we have built something incredibly special between this show, uh, the rebound rundown that, that I was very proud of, the Chatterbox Reds group of, of fans that adamantly watch that show every night and what they have done with Nick and Trace into building that show into one of the best baseball podcasts on, on Apple in the entire world, at least in the United States right now. Um, and, and some things that we're going to announce very, very, very soon with, um, you know, the Bengals and the Bearcats. Uh, there is nothing but good things coming out of Chatterbox Sports and the content that all of you uh, watch and consume and we'll be able to still see and, and read, you know, the, the blog, uh, all of those things. Um, look, it's not going away. Everything's, everything's great. I'm not going to sit here and make myself sound more important than I am. I just want to sincerely express to all of you. And I'm going to say this exact same thing on Friday for people that maybe aren't watching right now, but will be on Friday. I want to express my sincere thanks to each and every one of you because even though I've only met a handful of you in person, I come in here every day and I feel like I get to talk to all my friends. I get to spend eight hours a day with my friends and I get to spend two hours a day with a whole lot more of my friends. And that's become a routine for the last year of my life, um, which doesn't maybe sound like a long time, but it is a long time, especially when you're working in this day in and day out and that's all you do and this consumes your life there's nothing more i look forward to every morning than coming on here and being able to share a couple of hours with all of my friends um and uh 
you know, I I just want to say thanks to to Sean and Trace because I remember interviewing with Trace and Sean way way back when this started. I interviewed Trace reached out to me months into the company. Months into the company and I met with Trace and Sean in a different office 4 years ago. And Trace and I stayed in contact and I said, "Look, I can't live with myself if I don't go and at least give the minor league baseball opportunity a shot and see if I like it or not. It turned out to be something that I loved while I was there but realized I didn't want to do long-term. And I came back to Cincinnati. Trace put up a posting. I I saw the posting. I texted Trace about three or four minutes after he posted it online. I texted Trace and said, I don't know exactly what you need here, but whatever you need, I'm willing to do. And I hope I've uh, I hope I've contributed positively in in the last year to the growth of this company. You know, Nick Kirby is somebody that I had known ver over the internet for a long time, uh, and uh, was happy to be able to to work with here. Um, you know, and and Chuck and Houdini. You know, I don't know Houdini, but I know Charlie Walter, and to bring him on and to be a part of this here at Chatterbox and the growth of this company has been great too. So. 13 minutes is entirely too long about me, but uh, I wanted to make sure I said all those things, and I'll say a lot of that again on Friday uh, if I'm sitting up here and I, and I have to say bye. Elliot, I'm heartbroken that you're not going to be here on Friday. I know it's not your choice, and I know it's not my choice, but it's something that I just it has to happen. Um, so hopefully we can dial you in, and hopefully you have a Wi-Fi signal from Norris Lake. Yeah, uh, I'm going to try to get it together here. Hold on. I'll get it. I'll find it. Um... So Paul has been very <laughs> – when I joined, Trace called me after I won Chatterbox Idle. Undisputedly, there was no contestants to, uh, to challenge me. That's just how good I was. Trace, <laughs> Trace called me up and he said, listen, we have a position. Um, would you like to come in? And I, I'd say I, – I said absolutely, 100%. I didn't know fully uh, what I was getting myself into. You know, I, at, at iHeartRadio at I, at, at I there were a select group of people I worked very closely with. I, I'm still very close with them right now. Um, but when you started working here, I was, un I was unaware of the family dynamic. You know, it's very close here. Uh, I spend a lot of my hours with Casey, Paul, Reed, Trace, Sean. I, I, I spend, you know, a majority of my week with these guys. Long hours, and, and there's some weekend stuff we do. Um, and Paul has, been a very good, Paul has been a very good friend in that part. Uh, it's gonna, it's coming back again. It's gonna suck. I'm very sorry I won't be there Friday, Paul. Thank you, Elliot. Thank you. Um, I, uh, yeah. Look, I'm gonna be around. You know, this is not like I took a minor league baseball job in California and I'm moving away from Cincinnati. Like, I'm not moving. I'm here. You guys want to go, go to the casino? I'm there. I might not be at Gina's every day, though. I might not be there every day, but I'm still around. You want to go to a college basketball game? I'm there. And I'll probably still be checking in on the show. Casey might take my wrench away, which will be I'm sad. Not, It'll like, we have to cut, we'll away. have to cut the cord. I have to cut the cord. I get it. Once someone gets but the I'll wrench, be around. They, they keep the wrench for life. That's how this works here at Chatterbox. And uh, I'm going to try to, to uh, just change the subject just, just a tiny bit. Because Friday, we plan on doing a really special show. Um, there's something that we do here in, in the studio that many of you probably don't know. <laughs> um, 
we play a lot of just free throw pickup games. Um, show that camera over I'm there. Gonna, show I'm that. Show, show that basketball here. Let me let me zoom out real quick and just show this uh, this lovely basketball hoop that we have here inside the should studio. We do, should we do the last the last competition? Should we do on camera? Yeah, that's what we plan on doing. We're gonna have this these cameras in the studio, and we're going to uh, play a little pickup game. And uh, I'm going to keep track, keep score. Um, I know it's just going to be Reed and Reed and I and Paul, but um, maybe Trace and Sean can come in here and help with some of that. But anyways, we, we plan on doing a little pickup game just to come. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll be good. I, uh, I am thrilled for you guys and the opportunities you guys are going to have because Elliot has been – Look, Elliot has quite honestly in the last, especially couple of weeks with it just being us here, saved the show. And uh, at getting on here each and every day and seeing how much people love listening to your laughs. And by God, you make all of us laugh all day, every day. So it's, trust me, Trotterbox is in a great spot. Um, you know, this is, a, this is a very small family of people and Trace has done a unbelievable job of building this up uh into a a up-and-coming cincinnati media company that is positioned very well in this space with the reds the Bengals, the bearcats everybody else um that uh there are some fun things that i know these guys are going to do and you know with the the bash on short vine will be around i'll be around i'll i, I will chat into the show if you God forbid you guys ever want to talk college basketball on this show. I will call in. If you need me, I will call in. I will be here. I just won't be here every day in person. That's all. That's all. And I I, uh, I don't really know where else to go with this. We were going to do this at the end of the show today. But uh, with it just being us and with no guests and with the Reds losing last night, we weren't exactly sure if we were going to make it till 12. 42 minutes. Good luck, host. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck, buddy. I'm done. Um, uh, I'm uh, Reed will be back for Friday, so it'll be me. It'll be me, Casey, and Reed on Friday. Um, you know, I, I I know Reed's not here, but obviously, I want to like it goes without saying how much I how much I thank Reed. I mean, Reed's my Xavier guy here in the studio, so uh, I I appreciate obviously everything. You know, I've I've known Reed for a long time. Um, I kind of very loosely generally knew Reed through social media before I joined on here. And I mean, he's, he's the man, he's the man, you know, everybody, everybody laughs and jokes in the chat and everything, but nobody knows. I've never met anybody that knows baseball better than Reed does. And, uh, you know, it, it comes through on the air. Reed is in, Reed is incredibly smart. And, uh, and I hope that everybody here appreciates you know, I, I, know, I know we give the shtick, and I know everybody knows that it's a shtick, but I, I really hope sometimes that everybody appreciates what you all have in, in Reed uh, because he's really good. He's really, really good. And, you know, there are some special talents here that I, I remember last year, and especially in the last few months, I remember being here and thinking to myself, my goal on the show, you know, we joke a lot about my role on the show kind of sometimes being to move things along. If we need to, if we have a bunch of topics we want to talk about that we go from uh, one, one to the next to the next. Um, and 
you know, Reed being able to draw some of that with Reed and, and his sticks and his humor and, and everything else and, and Reed and Elliot, how well you guys go back and forth with a lot of things. It, I mean, it cracks me up. And I'm, I, I think that's where I say still watching the show is, is not just because I'm friends with you guys. It's because this is one of the only sports programs in the city that you can get immediate reaction the next morning. There's not a lot of this in the city of Cincinnati. And there's a reason that we have hundreds of people tuned into this every day. Um, I really wish I was able to tell Tom this in person because I've known Tom for a long time, even back to my time as a student at Xavier. I knew Tom uh, when I was an undergrad at Xavier and he would come for FS1 and broadcast Xavier games. And I would sit with him in the media room before games and talk about my career. And he would give me some advice or I would send a tape to him and have him review it. You know, I don't know if, if Tom remembered me, but I certainly remembered the help that he gave to me. Um, and I am appreciative of that. And, uh, you know, I, I can't thank Tom enough for everything uh, the advice that he's given me and for uh, the laughs he's given us too uh, over the last year. Um, this has been entirely too melodramatic for 21 minutes. My plan was for this to take somewhere between five to seven minutes and to move on to our next segment. And for some reason, I look at the clock and it's 1121. Um, you know, the, the last thing I will say, two last things is what I am doing next does not exist right now. Um, I'm not filling a role, you know, nobody left and, and I took a job. It, what I am doing is something, um, and maybe one of the reasons I'm so excited for it is, um, it's something that doesn't exist. It's a couple of projects that I am doing that doesn't exist right now. It's something that's near and dear to my heart. Something that I, um, have worked a long time to position myself to, earn the trust of people that made these decisions to hire me, that they entrusted this to me to get this off the ground and do this in the right way. Um, and I know that's extremely vague and I, I really wish I could say more, but you all will see it. Uh, if you all have any interest in following me and on Twitter and, and kind of following what I do, you all will see it. It'll be very uh, external. It'll all be, it'll all be media based mostly. Um, but you all will see it. Um, We've got two shows left this week. We have two. After, Elliot after will be here tomorrow. I'll be here tomorrow. And then we'll dial him in on Friday. We're gonna try to we're gonna try to keep it together. Let's watch this transition, baby. Let's watch this transition. Elliot, you got it. No, there's no transition. Oh. There's no transition. But we're gonna have a fun couple shows here. Tune in for Friday. It, it it'll be Paul's last show. Uh, tomorrow's gonna be fun. But like Paul said, Chatterbox isn't going anywhere. It's gonna be me, Casey Reed. Trace and Nick have done, I mean, uh, uh, an incredible job with Chatterbox Reds. There's more Chatterbox shows coming. Um, this isn't the end. It's just the beginning. Uh, Paul, Paul has It been, really is. And, and, and Paul has done a good job transitioning this. <laughs> so I, I, I think we're going we're gonna to be okay. You know, Chatterbox is still going to go to the moon. Nothing changes. The course doesn't change. We just, we're just going to lose an astronaut a little bit. Um, and he's going to be going back down. And he's going to do, do great things wherever he's going. Um, but yeah, th this isn't the end. We're, we're going to do the Bengals season is going to be awesome. 
It's just going to be incredible. Casey and I, Reed, having Bengals take. We're going to do man on the street stuff. Uh, I can't wait I, for that. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to I'm just, I'm gonna try to mingle with the Hamiltonians more. Um, there's a lot of stuff coming up, a lot of stuff in the works. So this isn't the end. Paul, like like he said, he's still here. I'm still gonna go to the casino with Paul. Uh, I'm still gonna lose all my money responsibly with Paul. Um, Casey and I are just gonna have to go to lunch by ourselves, and I think that's that's really that's really the issue. I think what I'm most worried about. So for those of you who don't know or maybe haven't watched the show forever, I drive the office to lunch every day wherever we go. Whatever, whatever spins on the wheel or whatever. It's a shame that we started this uh, this little race three days before I'm leaving. Because this was fun. This was entirely more fun than the wheel. Yeah. But uh, whatever we, uh, whatever you guys do, I'm, I'm worried about your health. I'm worried about what you – I'm worried that you guys will eat every day. Casey, I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, are you guys going to start eat. packing lunch? Like, what's yeah, going to happen Casey, it's going to have to – we're going to have to have a schedule here. Going to have to have a schedule. I, it's honestly probably going to help me lose lose weight, which will be good for me. So I'll, I'll just – you know, I'll bring in peanut butter crackers. I'll have a peanut butter cracker every lunch, and that's it. I know. That's I, it. I, that's all I've got. i got peanut butter crackers. In the, in you're going to have to bring the bug more because we have taken the bug twice. Yeah, the bug. I it, Maybe I bring the bug tomorrow. I, I'll, I'll see what we can do there. Um yeah, it, this this will be interesting. Do we want to end this show with uh, the, a, a, a lunch a lunch race? Let's do it. On the hundred yard dash. Our, our plan was to get to eleven thirty today, uh, and we're gonna do that. So uh, once again, um, I uh, I just want to say thanks to everybody, and uh, I, and I'll wrap it up like that. And again, um, Tom uh, Tom is out indefinitely. Um, I don't I don't want to uh you know I, I i'll just leave it at that um but we when you know when we know that he will be back you will know that he will be back uh and and we will leave it at that all right what do we uh what do we want to do for lunch here sonic you gotta throw you gotta throw sonic up there i don't know if i'll be able to handle one of my final three lunches in hamilton ohio being sonic well, Taco Bell. Taco be. Bell's got to go up there then. It's got to be. The, the Taco Bell star on there is Gold Star. Oh, I want to go no. to that one that looks like a shack out here in Hamilton. Shout out to that one. I, I, I it looks disgusting every time I drive by it, <laughs> but that's one I want on there. I want to go to that Gold Star. Well, I want to go to the Wendy's. It's just right down the road from here. Okay, I like that. <laughs> uh, do we put uh, what's that chicken gizzard place that reads? No, put that on there. Jocko's. No, don't put Jocko's. Yeah, put Jocko's. Oh no! Put put canes up there. I, I could go for canes, some canes today. Canes is one. Canes. Oh, it is. I can't read this. Man, that's bad. Panda. No, this is such a lose. What do you want up there, then, Paul? Gina's is Friday. We're just gonna put it all Gina's on Friday. Gina's better be Thursday too. So. Oh, we could do, we could do Gina's tomorrow. Cause we're, we, gonna to do, we're gonna have to do something. We could do Gina's tomorrow in the bug. We could yeah. go to Gina's in the bug tomorrow. I want to get Trace and Sean in the bug. I think those two guys would really like it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Last one. What, what do we have? Uh, uh, well, I, I'm trying to think of what we haven't. Canes. Do Canes. I already, oh, canes, already, canes, canes is already up there. Jersey, Jersey Mike's? Yeah, Jersey Mike's. All right. All right. Everett, if – yeah, I mean, what? Gina's tomorrow for lunch after the show. Yeah. I think that's the plan. I think that's the plan. All right, here we go. Because Reed lives here and can – I mean, Reed, Reed basically has just an open tab at Gina's. Yeah, he does. Yeah. All right, here we go. And they're off.
Looks like we got a. Uh, uh, all right, I gotta race. I gotta watch this on the screen on a little delay here. Really close. Pandas pandas up top. Who's in the middle there? That's Taco Bell. Now, fun fact: the Taco Bell lady knew my order, and when I would go through drive-through because they got rid of the quesarito, the Hamilton Taco Bell like manager, she would say, "Is this? Are you looking for a quesarito?" I'd say, "Yes, ma'am." She goes, "Don't worry, I got you, honey." <laughs> Wendy's. I'm gonna miss that. Lead. Who's up at the top? Gold, Gold Star. Star. Where is Canes? I, I would Canes, like Canes. Canes is right on the fifty. Canes is right on the. Oh, Kane. When, when Who's Casey, down at the bottom? Casey, Wendy's. What did, Casey, what you didn't talk about today was how we're gonna have to overhaul the uh, new intro. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, no. new intro. Just yeah. cut me out of it. I can't just cut you out. Uh oh, you who's at here? the bottom? Is that Wendy's? That's no, Wendy's. please don't be Wendy's. It's Wendy's. No. Wendy's. No. Wendy's. No. I might disrespect the wheel if we go to Wendy's. Oh, looks like Wendy's is first. Oh, oh no. What's second place? By a landslide. Do we want to say who comes in last? Oh, should, yeah. Should we go to last? Oh, we went to first place yesterday. Oh, it's Jocko's or Firehouse. I love this. Oh, no. Oh, no. Jocko's is looking like it might be last. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, we got we Canes. Oh, Canes is lagging right at the end there. Oh, oh no. Canes. Is it Canes? Uh, is it Canes? Canes was last. I mean, we always do go to the last thing standing. <laughs> yeah, it's kinda. True. I think Canes it is. Last place. We'll see y'all at Raising Canes over there on the west side of Hamilton in about 20 minutes. Maybe a little longer because it's 1130 today and not uh, not noon. Okay, everybody. So that's that. Uh, Tracy Jones doesn't know about this. Nope. So you guys know. Trace and Sean know. Reed knows. Uh, Jacob knows, uh, Nick Kirby knows, uh, well now all of you know, but Tracy doesn't know about this. So we'll see what, we'll see what happens with Tracy tomorrow. Yeah. By the way, Paul and Casey did this mean thing to me where, uh, Oh, this was good. So yesterday before the show, they, I, everybody knows how much I hate meetings. I think Trace and Reed, they do this thing where they come in here and they go and they, and they, and, and usually they're happy guys, right? So they come in here and they put on, on, on their saddest frown and they come in here and they go and they whisper, I think we need to have a meeting. And it's like, I, it's like I'm ready to get shot. It's something so horribly. I think it's going to be horrible every time. I literally think I'm going to get fired every time Reed or Trey says, Elliot, you know what? We're going to have a meeting today. And I, <laughs> I want to die. So Paul and Casey did this thing to me right before the show. We're talking about 11.45 yesterday. They're like, Not, or 9.45. Sorry, I got my yeah, times confused. 9.45 yesterday. They said, you know what, Elliot? After the show, we've got a big meeting. We've got a big meeting. And I'm like, what is this about? And they just started laughing at each other, knowing what they did to me. And they didn't tell me. And they didn't tell me Paul broke the news to me after the show. Uh, to was, be fair, though, if I had... even, By the way, it was even worse than I could have imagined. So <laughs> shout out, Paul, for ruining my week. If I had told you before the show, though... It's going to be all you... frowns at the lake. It's going to be all frowns at the lake. I needed you to be on your A game yesterday. If I had told you at 9.55, that would have been a tough show. Yeah, I, that would have been a tough show. Mark asks, are the Reds winning today? Yeah, Mark, responsibly put your house on it. That's what I'm going to do. I know I don't like betting the Reds, but I might have to. Just will them to victory. Just will this team to a victory. The Reds play at 12. Should we go down there? 12, Reds play, <laughs> yeah, the Reds play at 1235. Should we do a, a, a chatterbox outing? Paul, Paul's, Paul's, <laughs> Paul's done. <laughs> His work ethic's gone. Seal it, Paul. You want to go to a Reds game? What time is it? 1235 on a Wednesday? Yeah, let's do it. Let's go, so, Paul. They don't call it a businessman special for nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, all Paul, right. Paul's, 
Paul's quit. <laughs> uh, his, the mental state of Paul, the work ethic of Paul, he's so out of here. Uh, There's his half foot. It's out the door. Uh, so. uh, uh, all right. Seriously, thanks, guys. Um, we'll be back tomorrow. I'll be, up, I'll be sitting up here tomorrow and Friday. Uh, we'll have Tracy tomorrow. I might try and get another guest tomorrow depending on uh, – maybe. I don't want to put Nick on the spot, but depending on how the Reds do today, maybe it'd be worth talking a little more Reds with somebody other than us uh, tomorrow. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, but that'll be tomorrow. 10A tomorrow, 10A Friday. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching. And we will see you, uh, we'll see you tomorrow, 10A.